rehab strategy. So buy rehab, so it's called buy rehab and refinance. In the yeah. UK, it's called buy refurb, all right, rent and refinance. All right. Mm-hmm. To be honest, when I was when I started this strategy, I first learned it in America because mm-hmm. I got a book by um oh my days has escaped me now. So I bought a book in America and then I started looking at it in America and all of a sudden something popped up in the UK and I found myself a mentor who kind of showed me how to do it. So buy rehab is called in the US. It's a situation whereby you buy, it's a strategy, not a situation. It's a strategy where you buy rundown properties and you uplift those values of those property through refurbishments. And instead of selling them, you refinance them. You put a, a, you know, you know, a new loan on, on it. And, uh, and then the bank gives you, you know, money based on a new value. And is a, it allows you to basically pay the cost of which you have used for the refurbishment, the cost of which you've used for um, for acquiring these uh, these particular properties, and this was exactly how I managed to you know buy the first one rehab debt. I'm going to use American term, all right. Buy it, rehab it, all right, and then rent it out and then refinance it to get all my money out. And I just kept doing that, and and God did awesome things during the most difficult time on the planet Earth when there was famine in the land. Even now, there was still famine in the land. But the fact is that the Bible says in the days of famine. His people mm-hmm. shall enjoy plenty. So for me, over the days of famine, God has elevated my business and I've just continued to use investors' money to continue to buy this asset, refurbish them, give them great return, and then hold on to the asset for future capital appreciation. That, that, yeah, I'm definitely well familiar with that strategy, the bird strategy uh, for those who are listening and those who are watching. That's what he's referring to. Um, so I want to add, you know, you mentioned that you kind of learned this from a book that you bought, you know, that you got from America. I want to add, you know, is there any difference between um, this type of style, this type of strategies that people, someone will use here in the United States versus, you know, in the UK? Yeah. So the thing is, property is is one across the globe. All right. Property is property, whether you're buying commercial real estate or whether you're buying residential real estate. But one of the things people have got to do is that, you know, I'll give an example. Grand Codon is my mentor. He's based in the US. So I look yeah. at a lot of his stuff and I, and I relate his stuff, what he does in America, into the UK. In as much as I could probably be speaking in his style because he's speaking a quite a very, people say he's arrogant. He's not arrogant. He's worked hard. He, play, he shows everything that he does. Now, in as much as a lot of people could disagree with that here in the UK, but I kind of pick a lot of stuff from him as my mentor, okay? So, and the same way for those who are looking to kind of get into real estate and, and probably those are gonna be listening right now in this podcast, they can see what I'm doing, but what they just need to do, or they can come and learn from me, for example, what they just need to do is to be able to make a switch into how it would work by applying some specific you know, due diligence, some, some specific research to bring it into fruition. Does that make sense? So real yeah. estate is one. Real estate is the same, all right? Whether in the U.S., whether it's here. Um, in the U.S., you know, you have multifamily, you know, door to door. In the U.K., we call it houses of multiple occupation, all right? Multifamily is called, it's called, it's called HMOs, okay? So it's just that we're giving it different names. But if you study real estate for enough, you understand actually it's the same. In Nigeria, they call it face me, I face you, right? <laughs> face me, I face you. That's what they call it in Nigeria. In Nigeria is where you build a, a bungalow of 10 rooms and each of the rooms facing one another and they have a public toilet and a public bathroom and a public kitchen at the back. 
right? It's called face me, I face you, all right? So it's just called different names. You're right. You're 100% you're, you're, you're right that, you know, no matter when or well, you know, real estate, you can do real estate. And, you know, I want to ask, you know, what are three characteristics trait that someone needs to become a successful property investor, specifically in the UK? You, go, you need intelligence, you need creativity, right? You need intelligence, you need creativity. And finally, you need to be someone who is full of resilience. No quitting. You've got to be You've got to be full of resilience. You've got to be able to navigate your way through. And those are just the three qualities that simple. All right. Very simple. And I, and I know what you're calling, you know, in the UK right now, especially like England, you know, with the change of prime minister, you know, inflation, um, interest rates are going up. What would you, how would you say um, someone to go by investing, buying property in this current environment? Great question. You, you need to, this is it. You need to have knowledge, all right? You know, having been through massive, massive roller coaster of me now truly discovering myself, you see, I started to understand that once you build social currency, which is credibility and brand awareness, all right? Social currency, social media, and brand awareness. Once you build this, okay, and, you know, anyone can invest in you right? Once you have that credibility and you have the brand, you have the, you know, you have all the great stuff around you, people generically would invest with you. But, but this to happen, first of all, you need knowledge. No one is going to come and give you money. Even the bank these days wants to know what is your, what is your entry and your exit strategy? What are you looking to do and how are you looking to get out? That's what mm -hmm. you're looking at. So for me right now, I've got quite a significant, you know, knowledge around myself because I've done so many things in property over the last five to six years. And I understand that it's important for you to build your own personal economy. Now with the kind of strategies that I do, right? It doesn't matter whether the interest rates are going to go you know, over the roof. You know, it doesn't really matter, right? Because as long as I'm thinking number one, long-term, number two, can it pay for itself? Can the debt service itself? All right. Interest rates could be fixed for three years, could be fixed for five years. So if I buy a house today for the sake of numbers and the mortgage, the loan or the debt I've taken from the bank is going to cost me a thousand pounds. All right. And that same property that I'm going to buy and it's going to generate me, you know, you know, it's going to cost me a thousand pounds to service the debt to the bank. However, the property is going to generate me three thousand pounds a month. It doesn't really matter how much that interest is, as long as I'm paying 1,000 and I'm still left with 2,000 pounds a month. Now, yeah. this is why it's so important for people to understand how to create wealth. You see, all these successful organizations, businesses, even countries are run on the back of debt, right? The debt just needs to be able to pay for itself, service itself. And if you can squeeze out extra for yourself, then fine. But long-term, it will correct. So I'll give an example again. I rent my houses to six people. Six people pays me rent if, if it's a five or if it's a six-bed house. Six people renting this house gives me six rents, month in, month out. So now if one of them loses their job and two of them loses their job, three people are still going to be able to pay me rent. Correct? Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. if three people pays me this rent, and if I bring these two rents together, 
All right, this is still going to help me service the debt on the house, which is the money I'm going to pay on the mortgage to the bank. So the yeah. one rent that is left, these two people not having a job now, will still help me cover the cost of maintaining the property. So in the meantime, temporary, I just know that, okay, these two people, I just need to work with them as quickly as possible to get them out or get a replacement so that I can start making money again. And that's what people need to really understand how to navigate crisis, how to navigate you know, recessions. It doesn't mean that the world is going to close down on you. It just means that you just have to make sure that even if you're leveraging, even if you're borrowing, regardless of what the interest rate is, you still need to have an income coming through that at least will service the debt and still give you a little bit of extra. All right. If no. you can do it times two, then that's fine. So if you're paying 1000 off to the mortgage lender, all right, and you're still making 1000 pounds, fantastic. But if you're not making 1000 pounds extra, how about 500 pounds? So if you're making 500 pounds, yes, you'll be tight now, not a problem. But over time, it will correct itself, even though your loan is fixed for a certain time. I just think people need to understand that, you know, for me, I have different views on how I see things. So I originally born and raised in Nigeria. The basic bank rate in Nigeria is 27%. Currently, the basic bank in, of England's interest rate is 3%. So if you're looking at both economies, money is actually very cheap in England and cheap mm -hmm. in the US. All right. And that's how I look at things. It's cheap. All right. But on the long term, if I take money from the bank now, regardless of what the interest rate are, you know, statistics have shown to us that regardless of whatever, wherever you're investing from, whether in Nigeria, whether in the United States of America, whether in Dubai, whether in England, statistics have shown us that property always tend to double in value if bought at the right location every 10 years. Mm. Every 10 years, there is, a, there is an incline market or there's a decline market. Now, the 10 years sometimes could push into 15 years, but there would be that incline within that life cycle. The last recession was in 2008, 2009, 2008, 2009 to 2010. By 2011, things kind of got stabilized in the, I mean, 2010, things started to stabilize across the globe. That was economic crunch, right? But now yeah. in this current market that we are, it's cost of living crisis is wars in Ukraine, is, you know, is the pandemic, okay? So people just need to kind of understand that on a long term, 10 years time, the property that you're buying at this particular time, regardless, it's going to be worth a bit slightly more as long as you buy in the right location. So the interest rate wouldn't really matter because it's how can you make it work and can it pays itself and can I even make more profit? in 10 years time i think long-time thinking is the only way to navigate recession well yeah you're 100 right and you know i'm sure everybody's been listening but i want to add if you can get like three steps that someone who's listening and watching can do right now to put themselves in position in the uk to buy property what would those three steps be number one is don't do what you don't understand if you need to do it find the people who understands it and already doing it and invest with them so, example, if you go $100,000 in your bank account right now and you wanted to start a business, but you're afraid of losing that money and you want to invest in real estate, but you don't want to do it in the US and you want to do it here in the UK, reach out to me, right? And collaborate with myself to gain great return. Let me take all the risk and guarantee your income back to you, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how you want to look at it. But how about if you're not fearful and you really want to do it? 
then get some knowledge. All right, get some knowledge, understand the pros, the crons, the highs and the lows, and then take the risk. And finally, understand everything is risk. From the moment you wake up in the morning, the day is not guaranteed. From the moment you get out of bed, anything could happen. A lot of people woke up this morning and died this evening. A lot of yeah. people woke up and died this afternoon. So nothing right. in life is guaranteed. So you've got to understand risk is part of life. But all we just got to do is to keep praying to God to, be, to, to live a good life, to have a good health, you know, and, you know, and to do the basic thing. So you just got to understand, right? If you can't do it, get others who are doing it and others you can trust, others you like and you believe in, collaborate with them if you're a risk reverse or if you want to be passive. If you want to be active, get knowledge and go through their directions and get it done. Thank you.